All right, welcome back to St. Paul Lutheran Church's podcast, Red Letter Challenge Part 2. My name is Nick Moss. I'm here with Ken Sherman, Director of Music here at St. Paul, and we are diving into Red Letter Challenge. I think we're going to hit a couple of topics about that today. But how you been? Been good. Missed having you in the office all week. <laughs> I know. I got to do a little beach time and vacation, which was nice. That and nice. It is great to get away. I had friends come down from Illinois, and it's weird to think that I'm already 20 years, almost. We've known him 20 years since freshman high school or freshman of college. 20 so years. 20 years. And just great friends. Um, but That's pretty cool. Um, one of our one of my friends that um, came down, him and his wife, he's just a great theologian. And we were doing the Red Letter Challenge stuff. Mm-hmm. They came to church, and we were talking about it. We had some really good conversations about uh, forgiveness and Pastor Andy's sermon and just talking all about that. So that was good. It was good to have – it's good to have friends that you can be real with, mm-hmm. and they see your faults, and you see their faults, and you still – love and care about them as friends yeah so it was good yeah and sometimes those friends that we can be real with and stuff sometimes it's hard to bring the realness of our spiritual walk into that relationship too because we're so focused on the be real be normal yeah you can you can almost set aside the spiritual part of it which is just as real a component of who i am as the faults and as the Mm -hmm. insecurities and those things so that's neat you've got that that connection there with them and able to talk through the service and stuff even within that and the the so we went out to eat one night. We were on Anna Maria Island, and we were looking at a place to go. Of course, we have five in our family. They have three kids. We have three kids, so there's mm-hmm. ten of us. And you know, Jake really wanted to eat seafood, which I get because you know you come from Illinois, you want to eat fresh seafood. So right. I was like, well, let's just do pizza. No, I want to do seafood. I was like, I I get it. Let's do it. Why not both? True seafood pizza. I didn't know Domino's had seafood. <laughs> do you have a Domino's on Anna Maria Island? So we found this place, and I won't say the name of it. But it was fun. Um, but, you know, you look up online because you're like COVID. And so it was, this one was dine-in, okay, and carry-out. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are just carry-out and all that. So we call. They're like, yeah, we're open. Come on down. So we walk down. It's like two blocks from the hotel. And it's windy. It was a windy night. And so our girls are cold because they're Floridians. And <laughs> we go, and there's no <laughs> indoor seating. It's oh, all no. outside. <laughs> so that just starts thing off off bad and then it just goes from bad to worse because it's late it's later than we usually eat the kids are cold um you know drinks are spilling because it's windy and food's gone everywhere and as adults we're like this is not what we had in mind for vacation (laughs) and we were getting agitated with each other and our spouses and uh, tara finally goes we just need to pray right now. And I was like, dang it, I don't want to pray. But yes, we probably should, because this is not. Um, so it was one of those moments like, okay, God, we're all really frustrated right now, but give it glory to you and yeah. help calm our nerves a little bit. So then we... Did it get better from there? A tiny bit. Yeah. tiny bit better. Yeah. Yeah, it makes me think of... Have you seen that uh, that meme from Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Uh, maybe. With... Um, I can't remember his name. I don't watch it very often, but the... The, the captain there, he's like, he comes into a room. He's like, why is nobody having fun? I specifically requested it. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was definitely meme worthy for us at that, that moment. Yeah. But it was, you know, we were able to talk through it and forgive each other and laugh about it now, but that's good. There's, there's those moments. So Hey, forgiveness, forgiveness. So anything stand out to you as we went through the week of forgiveness? 
No, I mean, I was reflecting a lot on the conversations that we had last. Right. Uh, what was it? What recorded? I can't remember when it was, but it was just some of those same things. Yeah, it's it's good. I, I love to see how, you know, the my favorite story of forgiveness, and he talks about it in the Red Letter Challenge book, is when Jesus reinstates Peter. Mm-hmm. And that's one of my favorite um, accounts in the Gospels because... Peter is so bold and just so on fire, and then he fails Jesus miserably. Mm-hmm. And what does Jesus do? He reinstates him. Yeah, he forgives him. He forgives him the three times that equals the amount of times that Peter denied him. And then he goes. Then he says, "Go." And that's just that's always been a very powerful uh, account for me. Yeah. So that's that's one of my favorite forgiveness stories of the Bible. Do you have any that stick out to you? Well, about that one, I mean, I love that he, he forgives him, and then he forgives him, he forgives, or he, he affirms him, he affirms him, he affirms him, and then he transitions right into go yep. each time. So that, that, I like that, that parallel with what we're talking about here with Red Letter Challenge, that forgive and do, forgive and do. That's right. a neat parallel. Well, and then, you know, we move it into serving, and so we don't go out and serve because we're trying to earn some type of right. forgiveness. We are going out because of it with a thankful heart as one who has been forgiven, mm-hmm. saved by Jesus. We go out and live that out, right. live out that thankfulness. And so as we're in the, the week of serving, uh, what does that look like on a day-to-day basis? And so yeah. we met with our high school youth last night because today's Thursday, and we were talking a little bit about serving. You know, we're doing some different serve events on Saturday, October 10th that we've set up, but also mm-hmm. encourage people to do their own. And now the youth are participating in the big, in the so in here's, big church. Well, but here's the thing. I, I really hesitated to do that. And the, in fact, one of them asked me, so, so just tell me when to show up and I'll be here. Right. And I like that, but also I, I, I told them, I was like, look, at some point you, you're going to have to have your hand uh, stop being held from the church. Sure. So I'm telling you these options. Mm-hmm. I would love for you to join us, but I am not going to tell you and text you and mm. all this. I'm giving you opportunities. This is what you know. I want you to do. At some point, you're going to have to stop being baby Christians. Yeah. So we're providing opportunities, and not that those opportunities are for baby Christians. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, I'm not going to handhold you to the pond. Make sure you drink it right. and handhold you back these are opportunities to serve. And I said, look guys, you have opportunities to serve each and every day. You need to be gut checking with the Holy spirit as you walk into your school or home or whatever, just like I do, who am I called to serve today? And mm-hmm. so, yeah, really I, I didn't, it's kind of a little wishy-washy last night with them. Now, when you were growing up, when did that transition take place for you? That transition from, well, I'm doing these things because somebody's holding my hand or because my family is doing these things. And then it kind of transitioned into, well, I'm doing these things because I sought them out. I found out about them, right. et cetera. For me, it was a high school youth ministry. We had a great youth leader in Maryland, and she took um, high schoolers servant events. Mm-hmm. We did a lot in inner city, Kansas City. And that just opened my eyes. I mean, we, we went into a, a mission that worked with a Hispanic community in Kansas City, Missouri. Mm-hmm. And I grew up in Missouri, middle of the country. And now I'm working with preschoolers doing VBS, and they don't speak English. In and, Missouri? In Missouri. What so, do they speak? Spanish. I, so I'm a little... Oh, okay. So, sorry, Hispanic. Yeah. And so that blew me away. That really changed huh. my 
it, it is, you know, you have those watershed moments and that was a watershed moment. I'm like, I am in Kansas city, Missouri, the heartland of America. And I am working with kids that don't speak English because they had not yet gone to public school. Yeah. Now those kids that were, as they got older, right. they got, they, their English was a lot better, obviously, because they learned it from school, but they're, they're in a home where they spoke Spanish all the time. Now being in Florida, that doesn't surprise me, but growing up, that was huge. And so for mm. me, that was a watershed moment. And then I sought those, sought those things out in college, uh, looking for different opportunities. I got to serve. And then really a passion to go internationally was really when I first got down to St. Paul. And so mm-hmm. one of my first ones, I went out to Haiti. And that was that was like falling off a cliff um, when you talk about jumping into deep experiences. End. Yeah. Yeah. It's powerful. Yeah. Third but, world country mission strips are it's, probably more impactful for the Christians who go on them sometimes than the Oh, absolutely. That's what that's what most of this, the country. Most of the service stuff that we do is really. Um, but that was for me. What about for you serving as a family? I mean, because if yeah, if, I mean, I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to talk more. Um, (laughs) I mean, for my family, it wasn't like, okay, guys, we're all going to serve in three weeks on this Saturday and da, 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 da. I mean, my personal family growing up, it was, you know, we helped families move, you know, in our own family, we, we would, you know, do different things for people. I mean, it wasn't like this crazy, we all were always serving, Yeah. but I saw my parents with a servant heart, especially in the church, mm-hmm. serving, giving time, talent, treasures, yeah. and never complaining about it. And so that was that was my family. Yeah. So my growing up, and I I reflect mostly back on my teenage years, just because those are that's kind of the the biggest chunk sure. of time in a single church because we moved around a fair bit uh, across the family story early on. But anyway, so. It was in middle of Florida, north central Florida, south of Gainesville, and we were in this little church for about five years uh, while I was, before I left the house uh, as a teenager. And so that was kind of where I saw my parents serving. So every time that the church would say, hey, we've got to do a yard cleanup right. day, my dad would be, we lived, what, five blocks from the church, and so we'd half us would walk there. My dad would drive a truck down there with some tools and help the men clean up and yeah. trim bushes, et cetera. And so it was this little church, maybe a hundred and some odd people. And so everything was done by volunteers, even more so than some of the bigger churches or even St. Paul. Um, it's still a lot done by volunteers, but they, we have staff here to do some right. of those things. But there was nothing. There's the senior pastor, part-time secretary, and all yeah. of us doing things. Right. <laughs> so that was, I mean, I saw the example of my dad, you know, and my mom and, and just the, the different men of the church. And then I'd say for me, so I would put that in the bucket of handholding, right? Sure. You know, we were, I showed up because dad said it was, this is what we were going to do. I was in choir because my family was choir. I was in this or that helping out with different service projects, but it wasn't really a serve outside the church. It was my, my entire service was wrapped up within the church or church-related opportunities. Yep. So hand-holding, for sure. Then I uh, leave the house and go into, um, go into the Army for a few years. And while I was there, I got connected to a ministry, a singles ministry. It's called the Patriots. And, you know, we were, I was there for probably two years um, outside of the training. So, yeah, for those two years, it was, it was still some hand-holding, honestly, because, I mean, it was if the doors were open, if there was an event going on, we were there. Yeah. Um, it was one of those. So if I wasn't out on, 
on deployment or out doing training. It's probably, I think I counted up one time, it was five nights a week or six nights a week. Oh, there wow. was something going on that we could participate in, whether it was choir, whether it was you know building a stage for an production. They right. were really good about giving us things to do. Um, so we had probably, and then a random night here or there at somebody's house, right? Yeah. So it wasn't until, I mean, there was some transition there, right? That I was, that was my choice. It was still a little bit handholding, but I had to choose to show up. I had to choose to keep track of what was going on and show up. Yeah. And then I'd say kind of transitioning to me driving was when I graduated because that was after that I went to college and uh, in ministry. And so the first church that's where I kind of had to start driving and leading some things. And um, so for my personal side of things, I would say that it's that that ownership came with responsibility. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Well, you know, service to in the church, again, we usually put it around organism, some type of, you know, doing something Mm -hmm. in the church and, which is good, you know. We need ushers and um, communion help, and um, gosh, so many other things too for people to serve in. Mm-hmm. And those are definitely not handholding things. At some point, we have to translate that to everyday life. That right. service is not just on a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night or whatever. And so, there's great examples of people in our church that, you know, they'll usher on Sunday. And they're living that out in their life every day. Mm-hmm. There's also examples, I would say there's probably people that serve on a regular basis, but they don't do anything else in their life um, during a week, weekly basis. So with this Red Letter Challenge, my hope and prayer is that, especially for those that maybe don't think about serving on a daily basis, are challenged to go, huh, how can I, in my walk with Jesus, serve on a daily basis mm-hmm. and what does that look like so i go into my job and how do i serve you know this person that i work next to every day what does that look like well, i think one of the first things we've got to do is listen to people yeah you know you don't know a need until you listen and so it's a lot of listening and it's a lot of and, and then and then figuring out how you can care for those around you um, and it's amazing when you ask the holy spirit to send you people to serve I've yet to find somebody who's come up to me and gone, gosh, Nick, I've been asking the Holy Spirit for the past month to send me somebody to serve and nobody's shown up. Like, you ask to serve and God will bring you people. Yeah. And maybe it's that even opening up eyes to what he's already brought. Oh, absolutely. And what's already there. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to be new people. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. I guarantee if you talk to any mom... <laughs> and I pick on moms because typically, and it's not exhaustively true, but typically... In most households, the moms yep. are the ones who kind of keep track of the schedule, who stay on top of the kids, this or that. Sure. It's a constant <laughs> act of service in my constant. household. Yep. I mean, if I say, if you say, who's leading the charge in service sure. in the Sherman household? It's Katie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She might even tell you that, too. <laughs> I'll, <laughs> Maybe I'll, I'll ask a her. smile. I don't know. <laughs> That'll be great. That'll be great. And I, you know, what I've seen with service for the, the years that I've taken adults and young people to service, mission trips, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call them. What you said earlier is right. A lot of times the benefit comes to those that are serving more so than those that are being served. You know, God promises to do good through us, which is a huge blessing. Mm-hmm. What I have seen is so much of what is uh, done good is actually through the person who's serving. 
because it, it helps bring more empathy, uh, be more Christ-like in that. You know, you, you learn about another culture or a group of people that you're serving alongside with, and God says, look at this, this group of people that I've created. Man, look at the, the blessing that they are. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I've learned that, especially international mission trips. And it, it gives you humility when you come back and serve in your own realm mm-hmm. and, and what God's calling you to do. God's the the ultimate multitasker, isn't he? Oh yeah. Because I bet totally. if you talk to those people, there would be some some perception on their on on their side that this was such a huge thing for them, right? Absolutely. But we don't see that. We see the parts that we see. Yeah, That's absolutely. Just the way it is. And there will never be a lack of opportunities to serve, right? I mean, right. Jesus said you always have the orphans, you always have the widows. I'm, or sorry, it wasn't orphans. I think he said you always have the hungry. And the widows, and the hungry, and the needy—something with something like with that. you is that statement. There. Yeah, Jesus said you'll always have people to serve, basically, and that's true. I mean, look at this hurricane that's coming up right now. I mean, it's mm-hmm. falling on the heels of Sally, right? And we're—I'm like those people. How much? Oh yeah, help they're going to need over the next couple of years. I mean, they showed a picture, an aerial shot of Lake Charles area, um, just all blue tarps, and I got another hurricane come through. It's crazy. The tarps aren't going to all start to be there. <laughs> <laughs> Some be, of those are going to be flying and flapping. Be, there'll be no more. There'll be no more. Uh, it's, it's just bad. Oh, Lord, that's have mercy. Bad. That's right. Amen to that. So there's there's opportunities to serve. And so I encourage um, those that are listening, if um, if you already have a, a mission, a ministry that you're daily or, I mean, somewhat weekly, like serving in the church or serving a, a ministry, you know, continued encouragement to continue to do that. Um, if you are already asking God on a daily basis, you know, how can I serve those around you, around you? Awesome. Continue that for those that haven't or don't serve, like, let's say they don't serve at all in the church. Mm-hmm. What would you say would be a great way for them to plug in for people who don't serve at all in the church? Yeah. They're part of St. Paul, but they just, they just haven't had an, just had a, a reason or an, an opportunity or nobody's asked them yeah. to say, Hey, could you do fill in the blank? I mean, I'd say, I mean, it's any strategy is going to work, right? So come up with a strategy and follow it, put mm-hmm. it into action, and you're going to find a way to serve. But I would say if you're looking for, an in, for a new way of plugging in, yep. because none of the ways have, have appealed to you, look around to something that you want to complain. There's a couple of approaches, right? Look at something you want to complain <laughs> about. And then instead of complaining, figure out a way to get involved and make it better. That's sure. one strategy. That's one strategy. Another yeah. strategy is look for the busiest person. Mm. and then ask them if mm. you can help. That's a good idea. Look who's flying around on Sunday morning. Yeah. Right? Just go find somebody who looks slightly stressed right. <laughs> and say, hey, I want to help out. What can I do? That's actually a really or good Or can idea. I just follow you for a couple of weeks right. so you don't have to teach me? I want to follow you, and then and then I'll offer to do something. Well, and, and right now, we need ushers. We need oh, greeters. Yeah. We need frontline people that are hospitable, and COVID has, has made it just really weird to, to recruit people because you don't know where people are at. So, you know, speak up, help. Um, obviously, gosh, we got such great music. I mean, can you, you see that on a weekly daily basis of all the different musicians that are in and out of these doors and and serving. So Mm -hmm. we always need and can use different musicians. And I've been blessed to see, especially on the children's ministry side, people step up, but we've got, um, you know, some people might know or may not know that, you know, children's church. So we run two different age groups each service so it's four different sessions so you need four volunteers mm-hmm. each time all right now i got somebody that's basically doing them all 
we used to ask, and we had a lot of teachers that helped, but they are just so slammed and overloaded right now that teachers do not have any... You mean like work-life teachers? Work-life teachers, yeah. yes, thank you. That That's their vocation, right? Yeah. They're in the classroom, and they're just, they have zero margin. And um, I don't feel comfortable right now asking teachers to do one more thing. Yeah. Um, because they are just at their max trying to do the best they can with what they've got. And um, they're doing a great job. Yeah. Shout out to teachers. But if you've got, if you love kids and you can follow a simple lesson plan, I mean, it's, that's easy to do. So there's the doers and there's the coordinators too, right? Because, Absolutely. And that's one of the things I love about St. Paul is none of the staff that I've, I, mean, I haven't seen anybody on staff getting siloed. It's not like, hey, this is my job and I'm going to get concerned if you do it. Right. It's all very much So a, Ken is now taking over the children's ministry at St. Paul. <laughs> Congratulations. Totally not what Man, I'm saying. Ken. Thank you. <laughs> no, that no, was no, a really no. nice offer. Wow. Let, let's clarify. No, no. But... <laughs> So for, for years, on my entire time in ministry, one of my primary weekly responsibilities was to pick songs okay. for Sunday. Here at St. Paul, we've got somebody who wanted to take a, take a six-week block and do okay. that. And so they planned that. I don't have to be the one who does X or Y sure. or Z. So that coordination piece in ministry, if, you, if you're a coordinator, and this isn't unique, yeah. but if the person out there who wants to get involved is kind of that coordination or that planner mentality, I mean there's plenty of opportunities to shift responsibilities oh, yeah. around on different things and Absolutely. they can plug in. So if you're a planner out there listening and you want to get involved, if you're a coordinator and you, you're maybe not as much a doer, but you love strategizing, that yeah. doesn't mean there's not a spot for you. Absolutely. And even during the week, we've got lots of needs. Uh, most of you uh, that are listening to part of St. Paul know that Janet retired. And so that's mm -hmm. a huge hole right now for, for especially the, um, just a lot of the doing on a weekly basis. Yeah. Um, so there's there's opportunities to serve, and, and we're doing these ministry partners. Oh yeah. And so we've done a we did Lobo Ranch. I did we did a podcast for them, so you mm -hmm. can listen to Lobo Ranch. And we're going to be doing different podcasts with different ministry partners over the next month and yeah. or two. We had Idols Aside already. Idols and Aside, and I'm going to bring them the in. Um, we got uh, Lobo Ranch. We got um, a Woman's Choice. Um, We've got um, a couple of others that'll be coming up as well. So I'm excited for people to hear about that. And that's a great way to connect too, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, um, gosh, and we've got people at St. Paul that serve at all those places. So Yeah, I think it's one. It's a part of it, going back to your original question, what would you say to somebody? Part of it is just saying, where is God leading your heart? Yeah. Because if you're passionate about something, get involved with that. Well, Dude, and I would say, what, you know, where's, where's God leading your heart? And then connect with some people that are are wise in Christ and bounce it off of them, right? Mm -hmm. You know, where, where's God leading you in that passion? And then then talk to a few people. Hey, do you see where this may, may be, a good, be a good fit for me? Or or do a little bit of knowledge investigating. Um, but definitely, yeah, first start praying about it. And there are so many ministries, op opportunities out there that um, you can serve as a family. Yeah. We got lots of lots of opportunities, so um, get out and serve. I mean, I'm I'm excited to see what what Saturday brings and and the the other service opportunities uh, that St. Paul has through throughout the year. I have a feeling we will do some type of hurricane relief at some point. Mm -hmm. We usually do. Um, we're we're looking to back get back into Guatemala at some point. COVID has really uh, tied us up with that. Uh, our high school youth. We were hoping to do international mission this year. COVID has really wrecked that. So we're praying to see where God leads us with that. So um, God will provide. He'll provide opportunity. So keep reading Red Letter Challenge. We're excited to see uh, people serving. And then uh, we're getting into giving and going, and we're done. So Yeah, getting close. It's, it'll be nice to hear a bunch of people talk about how their lives have changed. Yeah. 
over the course of this 40 days. I'm excited. All right. We'll be back in, uh, in a week and talk more Red Letter Challenge.